Hey guys, it's your girl Jodi Ann, also known as I Go By Joe, and this is The E-Project. Let's start the show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The E-Project. I'm here with another amazing entrepreneur, of course, and her name is Cleo Ellis. She is a brand manager and recent co-founder of Lux Life Sound. So welcome, Cleo. Thank you for having me. Awesome. It's great having you here. So I have been reaching out to Cleo for about a year now. <laughs> I don't know if it's been that long. <laughs> I feel It's been a year. It's been almost a year. But I mean, timing is everything. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah, That's course. fair. I yeah. feel kind of bad now that you put it in that perspective. <laughs> no, but like, obviously, you want to have all your ducks aligned. But that's right? just, yes, that's yes. exactly right. We were like not prepared to be live and have all of our stuff out there. And uh, strategy matters to me. Strategy yes. is like major key in life. So um, I don't do anything business-wise unless it makes sense. Exactly. So uh, that is the reason for the very long delay. <laughs> Which is smart. You don't want to just like rush into something and then it's like oh man I wish I waited a Mm -hmm. little bit longer no wasted opportunities here exactly (laughs) so I mean the good thing is we're here now and we get to do this awesome thing preach girl yeah (laughs) so did you always know you wanted to be in branding (laughs) no oh my god (laughs) no so um well we can back it all the way up to the beginning so uh, this has been like a long and winding road for me and I um I started university taking, I did my first degree in sociology with a minor in political science. And I'm from Edmonton originally. And uh, right after that, I, I got a job with the government and in Alberta, it was money, 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 money. I was making all kinds of money doing that, but I hated my job so much. Um, and all I was doing was just filing and I was like, oh, I'm so much smarter than this. Like I didn't really apply myself in school. I mean, I did okay, but like I wasn't competitive. I couldn't go do any post like graduate work mm-hmm. um, after my first degree. So um, I'm really driven by my own desire to, like, beat myself, like, to, like, win all the time. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, <laughs> I can't talk all this trash about how smart I am and I didn't actually, like, put any effort in. So I got to put my money where my mouth is. Exactly. So I picked up and I moved to uh, to Vancouver and I went to SFU and I did a second undergrad in criminology with a minor in political science. Oh, wow. And I was going to go to law school and I, you know, really wanted to do it. And halfway through that degree, I was like, mm, do I actually want to be a lawyer or does my ego want me to be a lawyer? Um, and usually those two things are one and the same. Mm-hmm. I'm a Leo, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay. And it wasn't that I didn't think I'd make a good lawyer because I thought I'd make a great lawyer. It was that I really wanted to do something that was aligned with my natural skill set as a human being. And that is how I realized I didn't want to go um, and do law and that rather I'm better at communication. So – and really, it's all thanks to my dad. Yes, dad, you were right. So he's been telling me for, I don't know, since I was a little kid that I should be in marketing and and all that. And he's said for years, he's like, Cleo, you – you collect people. That's your gift. You're a people collector. And of course, like, you know, when your parents are talking about this stuff, you're like, shut up. You don't know anything. <laughs> and lo and behold, here I am, the one eating my words this many, many moons later. Mm-hmm. Um, but what he meant when he said that, and I don't know if you've ever read any of Malcolm Gladwell's work, but he talks about in um, in a book called The Outliers, he talks about the three kinds of people that exist. Um, mavens, salespeople, and... I actually forget what the third one is right now because the Lord knows my brain is not working. Um, Maven sales people, 
And servants? And oh my or, god, no! <laughs> people that serve, you know, like not in a bad way. No, uh, oh, and uh, connectors. Sorry, connectors, mavens. Yeah, okay. yeah, there it is. So basically, um, I'm a salesperson and a connector. So, mm. uh, and and it's naturally what I do, and I'm good at it, in my humble opinion, because I'm authentic. And so I love people, and I love no, I love meeting people, I love getting to know people, and I love connecting people. So anytime there's an opportunity that comes up, it's something that I just naturally do, and I never thought about it as a skill set until my dad pointed it out. Mm. And he's like, no, this is what you're very good at. And so I kind of put all my eggs in one basket when I was going to SFU. And I applied to do my master's degree in professional communication at Ryerson here in Toronto. And it was super competitive. There's like 25 spots and I ended up getting in. And I picked up and moved across the country, like, again. And uh, (laughs) I came to Toronto. So I've been here for three years. And the the brand stuff is is again like a lot of this stuff is really serendipitous. This isn't one of those things where you're like, this is exactly what I want to do, and you know everybody thinks they know what they want to do from jump, and some mm. people do, but that just wasn't my path. And so, really, brand manager and brand strategist, I just made that up. That's a made up word, <laughs> based on the things that I was doing. So what I do in my work now, part of what I do anyways, is I work with people or brands or anyone who has a front-facing identity that's, like, separate from their personal identity. Okay. So it might be a blogger, a media personality, actor. And I help them understand their brand and basically set goals and execute growth on their brands. So, uh, for example, if you are a blogger and you want to make a living from that, I my goal is to help you do that. And so we have to look at where are your opportunities to monetize? Mm-hmm. What's the low-hanging fruit? How do you build longer-term partnerships? How do you build a strategy that's going to be successful in making sure that you can monetize and like create a full-fledged brand that's going to keep you afloat? Mm. And that's what I do with people. So you can call it a manager, a brand manager, a brand strategist. I do a whole bunch of different stuff. And underneath that, and part of what I do is PR. And so, you know, I help with publicity and things like that. But I never want to say I'm I'm in PR because that's just a small portion of what you do. What I do. It's a you know, a portion of it, but it's not the main thing. So yeah, in a nutshell, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a really cool story. It's so funny how our parents the, uh, who knows us best? It's always oh, going to be our parents, so right? Annoying. And we always fight that, always. We're just like, oh, whatever, you don't know anything. And then as you get older, literally, you, you're you doing exactly what they said you were going to do, what they wanted you to do. And, I mean, same thing for me. Like, it's very interesting. <laughs> it's, uh, I had to, like, throw my dad the win on that one. I'm like, okay, then. <laughs> and it's a fun, you Tell actually right. love it, though. <laughs> of course, of course yeah. I do. And, like... Even, you know, getting into entrepreneurship and, like, becoming my own boss. Like, you've been saying that for years, too. And yet here I am. Yeah. You don't seem the personality that can list that will, like, let someone Mm-mm. control your timetable. But, like, here's your paycheck. <laughs> it's not for me. No. And, yeah, it's 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 a hard life. Like, entrepreneurship, it is, like, hard out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not for everybody, but I'm here for it. If you're passionate about it, I feel like definitely push through. But 100%. it's but I like that you're very honest about it. it's it's hard. Absolutely. It's not easy at all. Literally nothing easy about it this. Sounds fun, but it's like <laughs> I say this to people all the time. People are like, Oh my god, you do the coolest things. I'm like, Broski. <laughs> you see the front facing thing. So yeah, you get to see when I'm at like a cool party or whatever. But like yeah. don't even get it twisted. A party's just a party. Yeah. Um and yeah, I do cool stuff, but you don't see like what happens behind the scenes and how 
hard it is because you just never know where things are coming from. And you're always trying to hustle to make sure that yes. there's something there for you. So, exactly. yeah, it's not for the faint of heart. It's like a constant oscillation between feast or famine. Mm-hmm. And it's like both exhilarating and petrifying at the same time. It is. Yes. If you're not a person who deals well with extreme emotion, like you think <laughs> it's not going to be for you. <laughs> it's. Yeah. It's funny that you say that, too, because I find I've, like, entrepreneurs that I've met, and a little bit of myself, too, like, if I'm very emotional sometimes. Mm-hmm. I can't be. No, who's lying? I'm emotional. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not even going to try to frame, because I know people are listening to this, like, you're so lying. Like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, you're lying. Um, but... It, it, this doesn't like get me like too agitated. Like, mm-hmm. I, like even though I get nervous sometimes, or mm-hmm. I may be emotional, I still keep pushing to do it. And it's like probably the craziest thing, but it's like that's when you know you love something. 100%. If that makes you nervous, but then you still do it no matter, even though Absolutely. you get that fear or that feeling. I've been you kind of I feel me. It's like confirmation. I'm meant to do this. Absolutely, and I'm I am not an emotional person. I'm very passionate, but I'm mm-hmm. very even keeled. Um, I, my level is very even at all Mm. times. I don't, you know, I never operate in extremes. I'm not one of those people. My sister is, love you, sissy. Um, (laughs) And so... It, it that that's I guess ability I don't want to call it a skill because I think it's just who I am as a person but that has helped me immensely because I don't panic about anything and I'm like okay this is what's up um, I don't I'm just calm about all of the things you know, sometimes that's I get irritated good. not to step back I'm like mm, okay mm, mm, I just need a minute mm-hmm. but it helps that makes sense because you're a manager too right yes so it, yeah. it makes sense that you are like that so it's like perfect for you absolutely nobody's <laughs> bleeding like i always have to put things in perspective and i always remind myself like nobody's dying i'm not a doctor nobody's on the table bleeding out and dying on you know in surgery it's fine it's not the end of the world let's mm-hmm. just deal with let's find out what the solution to this problem is mm. so like being solutions oriented is a really um important skill to have when you're in this kind of business or high pressure situation exactly so you mentioned before um about just like going to events and how mm-hmm. they're not, it's not, not everything's fancy it looks fancy because mm-hmm. social media is very much a like a highlight reel it's, it always yes, shows the good curated. stuff why would you show like you're not going to show like an instagram story of yourself crying like no nope. you're not going to do that right Mm-mm. so do you find that it's kind of almost like an altered reality a little bit like when you have your social media a certain way and then but how you are behind the scenes because you don't get to show people the behind the scenes stuff so like how do you balance like that that like you say you're not emotional but how do you balance that sort of filter well to be honest with you so this comes down to like um like an ethos thing so people oftentimes think social media is fake it's not who you are that's also not true um your digital self is an extension of your real self Mm -hmm. it's just a curated portion of that Mm -hmm. so for me as a person, I know that when I'm looking at somebody's curated social feeds or whatever I'm looking at, um, it's just that curated. And so um, they're only showing the best parts of everything. And I mean, that is generally what people do. It's your intention to show the best parts of you in real life. Yeah. You know, when I'm sitting here interacting with you, I'm not going to like turn around and be like, oh my God, and start crying in front of you because <laughs> I wouldn't want you to see something like that. Yeah. And so it's not unlike real life. It just... You need to know that what you're looking at very often on, especially on highly curated channels, is designed that way to be aesthetically pleasing, to show you the awesome stuff and and not the behind the scenes, the the nitty gritty. But I do talk about the nitty gritty a lot on my social stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm not afraid to talk about anything. Like I'll talk about whatever's going on. You know, I'm 
doing an eating program right now, and the other night I was literally like stuffing my face trying to get my <laughs> macronutrients in, and I was like, rah, rah, rah. it was <laughs> it was terrible. And I was on my like Snapchat and Instagram, being like, what am I doing with my life? But I think it's important to show people those moments the too. Sides. Yeah, the vulnerable sides where you're like, yo, this really sucks. Hundred percent. No, I think that's important too because it can kind of show a facade. Sometimes people are like, "Wow, your life is so perfect," (laughs) (laughs) and you're like, (laughs) "Not really." (laughs) It can be sometimes, and other times, not so much. (laughs) So, how has being in this business changed the way you interact with people? Hmm. To be totally honest with you, it really hasn't. Like, I feel that I'm. I hate the word authentic, but I mean, like, I am who I am, and I'm mm-hmm. this way, whether um, you're famous, whether you're, you know, a friend of a friend, whether you're my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think that it's really changed the way that I interact with anybody. I think the only thing that it has maybe changed is, like, it's not changed. It's made me more aware of what people are up to. So I'm always thinking about, like, how to connect somebody to somebody else. So if someone says something, I'm like, oh, bing, bing, bing. And, you know, the little lights are going off in my head. Like, oh, what about if I connect them with this person? And so those kinds of things are more often on my mind. Um, mm-hmm. And how I, especially how I can help the people that I know that are, you know, that have been so kind and generous with their time to me, especially as a newcomer to Toronto. I've only been here for three years. I didn't have any friends or family when I moved here. Which so. is crazy. Cause, yeah. Yeah. So I I, I, I'm forever. always thinking about those things and how I can help, you know, the people that I work with or the people that have helped me in the past or whatever the case might be. Yeah. Um, but definitely it hasn't changed me or how I interact with anybody. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that you've only been here for the, that short time. Because I'm know. like, I feel like when I, I met you in 2015. Mm-hmm. So you literally... I was... I, like, I, moved before, here in tw- yeah, I moved here in 2014. Wow. August of 2014. So how have, how have you enjoyed living? Like Because when you moved here, you had already started... Cleo Ellis, like your no, business? no, I've only had that for a year and a half. I've been doing my own thing because I was doing my master's the first year that I was here, um, and then shortly thereafter, I had started my own business, and the rest of it kind of unfolded from there. Like I've always kept like side contracts and jobs. I've been working at Ryerson, and I've been doing a, def- a bunch of different stuff all the time because that's mm-hmm. what you know. That's what a hustler does. Yeah. Um, but I love Toronto. <laughs> I love this city. I really do. Sometimes it's challenging because, like I said, I don't have any family here. So, um, you know, I come from a wonderful home, a full of love. Like, it almost makes me sick to think about how much love I have in my family that I grew up with. And so that gets challenging sometimes when I'm like, oh, God, I really miss my parents. And, like, I really wish I could go somewhere on Sunday and, like, not cook for myself and just hang out and, like, I don't know, have my mom rub my head and, (laughs) you know, be like, Dad, feed me. Uh, (laughs) And, like, I can't do that here, you know. mm. So that is, like, what's difficult. Mm. Um, But, yeah, I love it still. (laughs) So is Toronto where... Would you say this would be your home base for your business for sure? Yeah. Have- oh, yeah. yeah. Um, like, Toronto is home for me now. Okay. Um, I'm not saying that it will be forever. I am I am a free spirit that way. So wherever things take me, they take me. I've learned mm. to roll with the punches in life because you really don't know what's going to come down the pipeline or what opportunities mm. are going to be presented to you. And, you know, sometimes you really do just have to roll with it. So, like, I've started... And I have my fingers crossed, but I'm, like, hopefully starting to create opportunities in L.A. and, like, different things. I don't ever really want to leave Toronto permanently. Yeah. Um, so I can say that much, but who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? 
So you bringing up LA now, is that, <sighs> do you think branching out of Toronto ha- will be an asset for you or has it already been an asset in terms of clientele? Uh, so it will, I can't answer that yet. So it may or may not be uh, an asset in terms of clientele. Okay. Hopefully it will be in the very near future. Um, but I'm not going to jinx anything. But mm. in terms of just building a network, yeah. 100 million percent yes. The answer is yes, a hard yes. I have uh, developed relationships with many people in different cities, in L.A., in New York, in places. And, and again, because my natural, my natural ability is people, mm-hmm. it's not difficult for me to do that. And, I've, again, serendipity plays a big role in that, so don't, yeah. don't make any mistake. But... Uh, it has been wildly helpful. Like this past weekend, I was at Generation Beauty, um, which is a big beauty convention hosted by Ipsy. Yeah, I saw that. Right, and Ipsy sends fun. those gra- those glam bags out every month to like literally like two million subscribers. And I only got to go to that because uh, like years ago on internships dot com, I applied for an internship with an influencer in LA named Lynette Sine. Go follow her, guys. And she and I got to talking, and we actually just ended up liking each other. So mm-hmm. I kind of helped her with, like, a few little things on the side. But we just became friends through a Skype call three years ago wow. from an internships.com application. <laughs> she now works for Ipsy, and here we are. So, like, oh, do you see what I'm saying? Like, these keeping are, those uh, relationships. Always. And they, genuinely, it, too. And gen- authentically. Like, yeah. I authentically keep that. I love her, and she is my friend. And and that is how these things continue to happen. And so when people need help or whatever the case might be, I never say no. I'm like, absolutely. If it's within my means to help you, great. I'm sure. Because mm. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have any of the things that I have without ever being helped in life. So exactly. I mean, you yeah, gotta pay such forward. is everything. It, exactly. Pay you gotta forward. pay forward. So in saying that, what advice would you give um, to someone that say? Um, like kind of contemplating whether or not they should go to a networking event or even events in general. Like, oh, I don't like being you know crowded people, or whatever. But like, how important is that? Going to keeping up with that stuff. So for me, it's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, like I go to events a lot. Like I'm actually an ambivert, so um, I am both an introvert and an extrovert. Oh, that's a um, okay. yes, which is interesting because if you meet me, everyone just thinks I'm an extrovert, which I am, but I'm also an introvert in the sense that like I require equally as much time by myself as I do with people. Um, And that is, it's an interesting thing. So I go to events very often. I can't go to them every single day of every single week. I get tired. I'm like, I just want to lay at home on my couch and watch some (laughs) Netflix. Yeah. Um, And so, but going to events matters and like talking to people matters. So if you're really uncomfortable in like a large group of people, Mm -hmm. I, I mean, Try to find opportunities where you're with somebody. So I always have a plus one. I have, like, a permanent plus one. I'm not afraid to go anywhere by myself. Mm -hmm. But one of my good friends, Lisa, is my permanent plus one to every event. She's perfect because we don't babysit each other. We both are, like, outgoing and, you know, adventurous. So if you need to go to an event, bring somebody who is that person who's not afraid to take you over and be like, hey, this is my friend Cleo, and I'd really like for you to meet her or whatever, whatever. So that's a helpful tip for somebody who's maybe a little bit shy or who's a little bit uncomfortable. Um, But, yeah, going to these events is important. There's no two ways about it. Mm. No, I'm glad that you said that, like, kind of, like, explain that more because I think it's important as well, but not everyone kind of... Some people are shy, like, oh, how do I kind of, how do I even find out about events? How do I go? Who do I go with? So Mm -hmm. I think that's, yeah, that's really good. Especially Mm -hmm. when you said bringing a a friend. I think that's really important. Major key. 
major key. Definitely. So, as a brand manager, what do you encounter most in your field? Can you be more specific? So, in terms of, like, clientele, do you, like, encounter, like, a lot of more people like bloggers or maybe, um, like, you, you recently for Lux Life, the DJing, mm-hmm. um, or, like, fashion people? Like, what kind of, like, clientele would you say you encounter more? Oh, God, so many different people. Um, like, I don't know that I encounter, like, one type of person more than the other, but I would say, like... I would say, like, influencers, quote-unquote. So um, that really does mean, like, I've met so many photographers, videographers, bloggers, media personalities. There's just, like, everybody. They might have a YouTube channel. They might just be, like, an Instagram star. Mm -hmm. Um, My DJs. And then from there, there's, you know, I've met violinists. And there's always somebody who does something different that I'm meeting. And Mm -hmm. you just never know. Like, And you're open to all of that. You work with anybody. So... In terms of actual work, um, I would say yes. I'm open to just about anything, but I am transparent with my clients. So if I haven't worked with somebody in, like, a specific realm before, I'll just tell them, like, I've never worked with anybody in, like, let's say photography. Okay. Um, and then it might be a learning thing. And I find that's the easiest way to be like, well, I'll learn with you. If you're willing to let me learn, mm-hmm. then you're willing to roll with the punches and let's try this out. Mm-hmm. So, okay. yeah. Awesome. So did you have a mentor when you first started this or even just as a whole, like, when you wanted to work for yourself? No, I wouldn't say I had a mentor. I'd say that I've had, like, really deeply supportive people over the past few years. Like I said, I didn't know anybody when I moved here. And Mm -hmm. the first thing I did when I moved to Toronto was volunteered um, at NKPR for their It Lounge during TIFF. Okay. Just like a gifting suite, which was the one interaction that literally changed the trajectory of my life in Toronto because it's where I met almost everybody I know today. Oh, wow. So, um, you know, that's where I met my friend Lisa, who's a plus one to everything. Um, that is where I met Boomi, who's the vice president of NKPR, who I adore and who's just fantastic. It's where I met Mooney Bernard, who at the time was working with Coco & Co. Um, she gave me her, my first internship with Coco & Co. Um, and Katriona Smart, who's the founder. Um, and these are the women who really helped me move forward and and have given their time like both Winnie and Catriona have given me their time which is so valuable and even to this day Winnie and I actually still work together often oh awesome and we will buy each other lunch or brunch uh, on you know a Sunday and we will bounce ideas off of each other and like write marketing strategies or like you know business strategies whatever we're writing for each other's clients and yeah, she'll pull me in on projects when she has things. Katrina sends me clients as well with Lux Life Sound. Like, and these are women who didn't owe me anything. They didn't owe me not a single thing, but they they took and helped this like <laughs> this lost girl. No, I'm kidding. I wasn't lost, but this like this young woman <laughs> mm-hmm. who is brand new to this city, and they have continued to do that. And that's also how I met Lissa, my current business partner. Like at that, like all of those things matter. So like this one little thing that I did changed the whole game oh wow right so again build keeping those relationships 100 percent, 100 percent. there is nothing that any of those people like they can ask me for anything they want to be like i'll give you my firstborn child fine like i will help them no matter no matter what that's beautiful Mm -hmm. so then in saying that do you recommend mentorship absolutely like i mean 
if you have the time, like, that's what people really need sometimes is just the time to sit down with somebody and have a conversation. It's no skin off your teeth or off your back or whatever the saying is to have a coffee with somebody. Mm-hmm. And if they need help with something, if you're able to give them help with it, well, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, like, if they just need advice on something, you just sit down and chat with them about it. it I think that's how, like, the world works. And that's, I think we need to be more supportive of one another, especially, like, women, you know, supporting mm-hmm. other women. 100%. Mm-hmm. And in saying that and with supporting women, have you found, like, that's obviously helped you so, so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so for you, are you, you're open then to, again, putting that forward again, like helping other girl, young girls um, or guys, too, that want to get into branding and want to ask you for advice. Heck yeah. You're open to that. Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. So if it ever came to a point where it was like like a lot, like a lot of people were coming to you, mm-hmm. would you say, because I know some people do and they charge, in ter- like in terms mm-hmm. of like charging for mentorship, is that something you would ever like look into or, or want to do? Um, I don't know. I would need to answer that question when it happens. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Because I know some people do that. And, like, because yeah. there's a lot of different programs that you can kind of look into in terms mm-hmm. of, especially someone that you really admire, like, they're doing really well because you're very successful. But, I mean, one person that can only handle so, so much. Mm-hmm. Of like, course. 50 people are coming to them. So, okay, that's good. No, I think mentorship is definitely, mm-hmm. definitely key to, like, moving forward. For sure. Um, so now, for Lux Life Sound. Tell me. <laughs> how did that start? Oh, <laughs> That's a serendipity thing again. So here's the funny thing about business and opportunities. They very often do not come as a result of two people sitting in a room being like, what kind of business can we start? Mm-hmm. That doesn't really work like that in most cases. Hey, if, that, if that's how your brain works and you can make a business that way, high five to you. But to be totally honest with you, it all started when Liz and I, so Liz and I met and then she needed some help with something. I forget what it was. And I was like, oh, girl, I'll help you. That's exactly what it was. I was like, let me help you. She's like, hey, if you do some bookings for me, I'll cut you in. I'm like, okay, cool. So it got to the point where Liz is quite popular. And so either she was, like, just double booked everywhere. She just couldn't take the bookings um, or she just didn't want them for whatever reason. And we were parsing out a lot of her work to other female DJs that she um, recommended. Yeah. And so we were doing that for a little while. And then in May of 2016... We had our very first client, shout out to Tyra um, from Mosaic Sales Solutions. She came to us and was like, listen, I have a beauty activation. Um, we need five DJs simultaneously in five different locations, uh, and we need sound. Can you guys do this? We're like, uh, yeah, we can. <laughs> um, and then we turn around and be like, oh, my God, can we do this? Can we make this a thing? So we did. We pulled it off. We pulled together a whole bunch of DJs. Uh, And we made this thing happen. And that was kind of the beginning of the whole thing. And at that point, we had just started to get, like, more bookings. Like, the next month, we had more bookings. And then the following month, we had more bookings. And and then, you know, by December of last year, we were like, wait a second. Okay, so now this is really a thing. This was not just, like, a one-off or, you know. um, We realized that we had found this market for, you know, luxury female DJs at corporate and private gigs here in the city. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of, in January, we really decided, because event season slows down around then, so we're like, okay, let's put in some work, let's get this website ready, let's get our assets together, and let's make a real go of this. Um, and that is sort of how we ended up here. That's, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's like, not... <laughs> It's not as, like, exciting as it sounds, you know, because it's just so, like, 
it was just an opportunity that came our yeah. way, and we just kept rolling with it. We're like, okay, cool. But that's we just how keep success doing starts, this. Yeah. Like, and okay. now it's like, now it's a, it's a thing. It's like a big Absolutely, thing Absolutely, yeah. It's definitely, it is 100% a thing now. And it's great that you have, like, a, a partner to do it with rather than just... Oh, like she... That. <laughs> listen, she's the one who says this. She's, she's going to be like, you're so cheese. She always calls... She said, um, you're the bend of my Jerry. Aww. And it's so true because, like... So we're very different people. Like, she is very introverted. Lissa is, like... She's just into her music. She she loves what she loves. And obviously, I'm, like, very opposite of that most of the time. And she does, like, all the books and the behind-the-scenes stuff that I hate. I'm like, I don't care about these payments. Like, just tell me how much money we have. Like, it's fine. Yeah. So she does all that stuff because I cannot stand to do it. Okay. And then I deal with all the client stuff, and um, I deal with all the women on the team. So I, like, actually, like, manage them. Um, so I would be called, like, the quote-unquote managing partner. Okay. And, you know, I'm working on, like, sourcing opportunities and stuff like that. So um, we are – our skill sets are complementary, which is why I think we function so well. Because she has all the things I don't, and I have the things that she doesn't. Oh, so you mm-hmm. definitely complement. 100%. 100%. Oh, that's Very really balanced. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's a beautiful brand to have. And I think it's very needed in Toronto. I love it. And obviously, of course, internationally. You know, yeah. When you guys expand, so... It really is. And, like, we... The biggest reason why we decided to make this a thing was because we knew so many female DJs at this point who were not getting paid properly mm. by brands um, who are literally getting paid just, like, a little tiny speck of their male counterparts. And I just thought, you know, well... Why should this DJ, why should anybody, Lissa herself included, be worried about trying to negotiate, you know, these rates with a client when they're just trying to be creative? So, like, why don't I help, if I can help take this weight off someone's shoulders? Because those conversations can be awkward Mm -hmm. and difficult, and you're worried because you want to make the money, but you don't want to go too high, and so on and so forth. So, like, well, if I can take those conversations off of the shoulder of the creator of, you know, whatever it is that they're creating, the music you know mm-hmm. um why why don't i do that and that's that's how it is so now nobody ever has to worry about like oh, are we gonna get paid you know they don't have to run around after a club promoter and try to you know catch their money okay. they're getting paid and that's it and they're getting paid properly Good. and fairly and that matters to us like you're getting paid fairly so that's important that's awesome yes. <laughs> that i mean it couldn't come at a more perfect time especially in the height of female djs yes. or just I, I even hate saying female djs i just want to say djs i know but right? i mean hey girl the, I, we capitalize off yeah, of luxury listen. female djs <laughs> it's just the world we're in but i All mean day. yeah it's definitely needed for female djs mm-hmm. like they need that support so i think that's amazing that you guys started for that sure together. and it's even like it's even better because almost all the women who work for us, serendipitously, again, there's that word, um, are almost all women of color, and several of them are in the LGBT intersection. So, like, that's, like, extra proud, you know? Like, this is a black-owned business, and we're helping all kinds. Not only are we helping women, but we're helping women of color and women in the LGBT community. And that makes me, like, extra super proud. <laughs> no, so it's lame. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. And you know what? You're not just... You can tell you're not just, like... Oh, this is gonna be great money. It's like no, huh. you like you know what, like you love just helping women, I helping really do. people. So I really and again, do. it goes alongside with your being as being a brand manager. So mm-hmm. it'd be like most. It's the most perfect partnership ever. Yes, I love it. Yeah, and this is dope. Everybody makes money. <laughs> exactly. So thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> of course. So 
for Lux Life, um, you guys have already launched your website. You bet. Recently launched. Mm-hmm. So how has that been going with the with the launch? Like, did, are you having a launch party, or is this kind so, of like? That's a good question. I actually was just thinking about this last week. I would eventually like to do that, mm-hmm. um, but we'll see about when that's going to happen. Um, I I think that a party should be done well. It should be done big. Uh, and and it would be fantastic to have that and have every single one of the the women who work for us like on the turntables on the one twos for a little oh, bit and, and doing that stuff. But we'll see, we'll see. That's all TBD. There's so many other things and moving parts going on. Okay. Um, and it's really hard. Like I said, when it's you know, there's just the two of us, and there's many things that need to happen, and sometimes things get held up because there's other things going on and so on and so forth. So awesome. hopefully soon, but. You can go check out our website. It's pretty nice. <laughs> and what is it? It's www.luxlifesound.com. And you can find us everywhere, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, at Lux Life Sound. Perfect. And someone that wants to be a part, like, wants to be managed by you guys, they just mm-hmm. go on the website and apply? Yeah. So um, there's a little section at the, you know, midway through the website that says if you are interested in working with us as a DJ, you can submit your SoundCloud um, and shoot us an email. If if you can't find that, there's a contact form at the bottom. If you can't find that, you can email me, <laughs> and it's Cleo at LuxLifeToronto.com, and you can send me that stuff. Liz actually deals with all of our our talent stuff. Obviously, she's the DJ, so she knows best. Okay. Um. So just send us a link to like your Instagram or your and your SoundCloud, Music Cloud, whatever it is that you have that shows us some of your skill, okay. or invite us to an event. We'll come come watch you spin, and we'll see. And uh, yeah. So oh, thank you. So where would you hope to see Cleo, Cleo Ellis in five to ten years? <laughs> oh, girl, I, I, I don't know. So like I said, things uh, change quickly in life. And what I, what I have learned in my many years, I'm kidding, not that long, um, <laughs> in my years on this planet is that things never shake out the way they're supposed to or the way you want them to, mm-hmm. but they always shake out the way they're supposed to. So mm-hmm. you sometimes you might not know what the hell is going on, why something is happening, what is what does this mean for you? But like you could not I could not have guessed five years ago that this is where I was gonna be doing all of this. Like this is not a thing I would have ever guessed about my life. Mm-hmm. So here I am. Yeah. So in five years, who knows? I could be doing 180. Like, <laughs> I could be in law school. I don't know. I could be a stay-at-home mom. No, I definitely would never do that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's unlikely, asterisks. But you never know what's going to be popping off. So I just hope that in five years from now, I'm still happy. Like, I'm genuinely happy with my mm-hmm. life. I'm, you know, healthy and my family is healthy and safe and happy. Those are the things that I hope for. And, and, you know, if the success, if I, like, achieve a modicum of success and financial independence, then that's even better. I love that answer. Thank you. (laughs) No, it's very honest. I love that. Because, I mean... Some people say, which is nothing wrong. Obviously, some people have like a like a plan, da da da. But it's very honest and very real because you don't know as much as you plan something, you really don't know what's going to happen a year from now, a nope. day from now. You can plan all you want. Yeah, that doesn't mean it's going to work out that way. But I think that everything, everything that I've like willed or put out into the universe of my life has manifested itself. It just doesn't happen the way you think it's going to happen or, like, mm-hmm. you're not always going to take the path you think you're going to take. So, like, I took—I went to school for a decade. Like, 
I could have cut that decade a lot shorter if I would have just done it a specific way the first time, but I would never have come to this conclusion had I not gone through the two degrees before I did the third one and did my master's, you know? Everything happens for Yeah, reason. exactly. And so it's all good. It's all gravy. 100%. So what would you say, what does being an entrepreneur mean to you? I think that people are really afraid of that word. And they hear it and they think, like, oh, Silicon Valley and tech startup. Yeah. No, man, it's not about that. You can be a Silicon Valley tech startup and be an entrepreneur. You can be a photographer and be an entrepreneur. So I think it's anybody who is trying to create something for themselves, you know, done by themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, created by themselves, not alone. Um, I think that makes you an entrepreneur. So even if it's just a side hustle— um, and you still have a day job. That doesn't mean you're not an entrepreneur. You definitely are. Absolutely. And even if you never intend to make that side hustle your full-time gig, that is, still doesn't mean you're not an entrepreneur. You absolutely are. Um, so I think, yeah, it's just anybody who's looking to, to create something and who's working to do that on their own and turn it into whatever it is they want, whether that means, you know, a monetary thing or whether that means just recognition or anything. So, Yeah. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I've heard different answers, and I'm very in line with what you just said. Because some be- okay, sometimes you put a lot of pressure on yourself. You're like, oh my gosh, like because I'm not doing this full time and I have another job, I'm like, am I a seller? Am I not a real entrepreneur? Like, did mm-hmm. Like, there's so many different ways to look at it. But I feel like as long as you just do you, absolutely. Like, and I feel like that's. That's, Do you, yeah, boo, in the words said. of Shameless Maya. Yeah. Oh, I love Oh, Maya. I love Maya. Honest, she came here for a meet and greet, and I got to meet her finally. Oh, and yes. I was like, just everything and more that I... That I've been on Maya's tip from day one, so I'm about that life. Yeah. But. When she cut her hair, like, even just before that, I just started watching her. And then she went... This one, she was still living in New York. Mm. And then she went to cut her hair, and I was like... Like, what's happening? Oh, and then I just... Yeah. So, my, hi, Maya. <laughs> if you're listening, I hope one day... <laughs> Oh my goodness! Thank you so much. This has been of course awesome conversation. Good, I'm, I'm really glad happy. you enjoyed. I Thank did. you for having me. <laughs> a <laughs> year later, <laughs> listen. I've had to wait five years. I would have waited. Like guys, she that one looks good. She smells good. She gives great advice. <laughs> Do I smell like coconuts? You just—that's what everyone says. Yeah, but I'll take actually, it. <laughs> listen. I didn't know what it was, but it just smells lovely. Thank you. Really and her hair is bomb, guys. You'll see the photos. My hair is bomb. Her, her name is Cleonce. Cle, listen. True story. Okay. Look, there's her girl. Stop. There's That's her girl. Too funny. So just so you guys, yeah, obviously yeah, you can't, can't see, see anything, but like Beyonce is my screensaver. She's done been my screensaver mm-hmm. for life, forever and ever. Amen. Yes, Cleo's going to uh, brand blue one day. So, 100%. yeah, 100%. No, thank you so much for coming. This has been really fun. One last question yeah, that I have to me. ask everybody. What is the one thing you cannot leave the house with minus your cell phone? Oh, hoo-hoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so because it's minus my cell phone and, like, I actually usually keep, like, my debit or credit card, like, in the back of it. I'm not going to answer either one of those because it's already there in my cell phone. Um, oh. Water. I was going to say, because I was yeah, looking I was at it. Like, it's water. It's water. Yeah. Like, so water is, like, the major key to life. And if I can give you any one piece of advice, any human being on Earth, drink all the water you possibly can. I have a girlfriend, um, and I know Jen's going to listen to this if I ask her to, so <laughs> shout out to Jen. Um, 
when we were like 17, she's like, your skin is so good. I hate you. And I never, ever like thought about it. I guess when you have like, quote unquote, good skin, that's not a thing that you think about until someone says it, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's not an, it's a non-issue. It's just your skin. You're just like, oh. Yeah, yeah. it's just my skin. And I've like kept, quote unquote, good skin for my whole life. And I swear to God, I'm telling you, I eat like a degenerate. Not anymore because I'm on E-Train Live. <laughs> Yay, Lonnie. But I drink like minimum three liters of water a day and water is life keeps your skin looking fresh yes high very hydrated yes hydrated forever and, and then make, you can eat like a junkie and you'll be fine and that makes sense your skin is very hydrated water she's great so, yeah, skin, guys. Water. i'm telling you i'm telling you <laughs> and she's taking a sip right now <laughs> i am i don't drink anything except water wine and coffee Water, that's a good combination. Yeah, well, Nothing wrong with that. The most important things in life. <laughs> Only red wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Cleo, thank you so much. I literally could talk to you all day. Like, just pick your brain. Um, but I only have 45 minutes. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, oh God, I have another meeting after this. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you guys so much for listening again. Cleo has been an awesome guest. And Yay. you can find her socials under the blog, but can let them know where to find you right now. Oh, you can find me personally at L-S-E-L-L-I-S-Coms, C-O-M-M-S, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, my Twitter is kind of boring, but I was I, there's a little there's a little gems in there. Um, but Instagram's where it's at. So yeah, her Instagram's there. Yeah. Um, and then obviously you can still find everything else at Lux Life Sound. Awesome. And her Instagram stories are lit. Just I just <laughs> put that out there. Y'all need to watch this girl. It's like oh, a show. Have you ever it's watched the best my online show. dating ones? No. Oh my God. Okay. Like, I've like recorded some, but I'll do more. If, if people are going to watch it, they're so funny. Like okay. the things that people say to you in online dating. I'm going to make it like a mini series. Okay, guys, you heard that here first. Oh my so. God. It's <laughs> trash. Like, I like FYI. If you are not, like, a person who's okay with, like, vulgar language, and not my language, theirs, then don't watch it. But if you're interested in the tomfoolery, like, the malarkey that gets said to me, come over. Come to the dark side. Okay, we will definitely stay tuned for that. All right, guys, thanks again, and until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.